0: Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. So with the very few minutes that I have, I just want to conclude on what we have been teaching about new wine. New wine. Pastor Paul did an extensive work last Sunday. Please can you celebrate him one more time? Glory to God. By the way, the messages are on YouTube. You can listen also on the Kingsword website ph.kingsword.org. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Turn your bibles with me to Mark no let's start with second kings no let's start with Isaiah don't worry i have a number of scriptures okay let's start with um, <clears throat> let's start with Isaiah Isaiah chapter 43 thank you father Isaiah chapter 43 glory to god Isaiah 43 and verse 16 It says thus says the Lord Who makes a way in the sea A path in the mighty waters Who brings forth chariots and horse Army and warrior They lie down They cannot rise They extinguish, quench like a weak. Remember not The former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, in the desert, and rivers in the desert. The wild beast will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers. In the desert. To give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself. That they might declare my praise. Glory to God. You know when we started the teaching about new wine. The picture that God gave to me. Is. A picture of abundance. A picture of what he wants us to step into and at the time i hadn't really comprehend the length and breadth of what he was talking about but i know he was going to lead us somewhere so we started that teaching and amazingly everything was just falling into place so today i want to conclude on that teaching to talk about creating room for more creating room for more by the way if you've been following the 21 day challenge you know that today you're supposed to get some of your clothes right and give out right so if you are if you're going to do that today can i just see your hand i have i have some i I put in the car and i'll do that if you're going to do that let me just see your hand okay so if you're i'll just encourage you to do so all right now the thing I, um, it somehow coincided with, I mean, what I'm going to talk about today. The thing about God is, God loves to, to distribute. He loves to give. He loves to, um, he loves to just spread out. He likes to do that. And I found out that God's method of increase, God's method of abundance and much more is such that you, for example, Jane, can you come please? Hold that bottle of water and the other one, yes. So this is Jane and let's happen, Pastor Paul, you can represent God. You look like God. No, Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul, you you look like angel. So just stay. so, so this is God, right? Now, God wants to speak to his daughter, and this is his daughter. She has this, right? And, and Pastor Pius' bag resembles the one that she bought for five hundred k. So this is it, right? So she want God wants to give his daughter come closer God wants to give his daughter this bag right now good are you all watching? so give it to her hold on hold on what's she trying to do? why? she can't hold the two right so come do like this Put put your phone down do like this like someone who is in need of water, right? So you're coming now. God wants to give her this, and he is in need of water, and she's holding the water, right? So, for God to give him the water that he's asking, he needs to talk to her to give one to him, right? And she doesn't know that this is the reason. God is asking, right? So, be looking at her and you be thinking whether or not to give him. Trying to give to her. What's happening there right now is now take it. Good. Now turn. I found out that that's the mind of God. For you To get into the abundance of God. You have to create room for more. The things that you have in your hand. That you feel that are precious. God actually wants to give you more. But he wants you to let go. Of some of the things in your hand. And until you let go. You will not see. That you should reach out. For what God is stretching to you. Because you will think that you are full. So while God is stretching, while God is stretching, your mind will not go there because you're already full. You're already full. But the moment one hand becomes empty, this hand becomes itchy. It's looking for something else. And the God who spoke to you to release this, by the time you do that, your eyes are open to see. In the Christian faith we do not listen very carefully. We position for what God is doing. There is nothing you would do that will make God do more than he has already done. All that you have all that you will ever need is in Christ Jesus. The reason we are not seeing it most of the time is that we are not positioned rightly and positioning goes beyond physical space positioning extends to you hearing and knowing what god wants to do for you per season and then when you position yourself rightly your eyes are open what happens in christian faith most of that is that our eyes are open the miracle is that your eyes are open that's usually what happens. God doesn't do fresh miracles. No, He doesn't. there's nothing He wants to do again. He's done everything in Christ Jesus. What happens is He opens your eyes, and then you see. When Hagar was crying, what happened to her? Her eyes were open, and then she saw that there was water there. Question: Did the water just come? No. The water was there before she got there. You see. How did God know she was going to? You don't understand the mind of God. A problem can be... Listen, I'm speaking prophetically. A problem that is chasing you somewhere can chase you to a solution. You're running for the problem. You don't know how God planned it, but he's pushing you towards a solution by following the leading of the spirit. Thank you, everyone. Please celebrate them. So God is saying... See how he started. He said in verse 16, Thus says the Lord, Who makes a way in the sea and path in the mighty waters? Who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior? He's the one that did it. He now says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. For you to enjoy the best of God. You need to have the habit of not considering the things that God has done for you before in the light of the new thing he wants to do. So you position yourself in such a way that every time you are saying to God, what is the new thing you want to do? What is the next big thing you are doing? What are you doing next? How can I position to see what I am not seeing now? And what I saw in this service today is that God has just the way that was demonstrated God has I didn't plan that demonstration the Holy Spirit just showed me as I was talking God, God has ahead of people things that he has stretched his hands but people are not seeing it why? because we're holding on to the old not knowing that there is something new that God has in front of you Mark chapter 2 from verse 21. It says, No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it. The new from the old and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is destroyed. And so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wine skins. There are some things God needs to bring into your life this season. But he wants you to shelve the old skin. When a baby is born, at some point the baby begins to lose that baby's skin. If you are concerned, you would be like, ah, what's happening to Amaris? Ah, yeah. no, she has to let go of that one for the new one to come. That's the mind of God. That's the perspective of God, and I sense very strongly that God is bringing us into another season of new things, new things, new things. As I was going out, I, I, I during the before the service started, I stepped out with Doris. As I as I got to the park, and God said to me, he "said the number of cars next year is going to multiply." said people that are not likely to have cars we're just not having cars he said the number of cars are going to I just stepped out and he said the number of cars are going to multiply so I'm, I'm I'm realizing and I'm positioning myself that God you know what I don't just I'm tired of some kind of levels I'm tired of some kind of things because whatever you want to do if I can't see it then there is a problem if I can't see there's a problem because no one will put new wine into old wineskin. No. What God wants to do for you is freshest is new. Your heart has to be open to receive it. It has to be open to it. It has to be open to it. Second Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 and from verse 1. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah, Elisha Your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves and Elisha said to her What shall I do for you? Tell me What have you in the house? And she said Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons and she poured they both the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came to the, and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can leave on the rest. When God takes a position to bless you, when he takes a position to show forth his abundance in your life, you have to take a position to believe him. Irrespective, you have to take a position to believe him. So here, the woman went to the prophet and said, you know what? This is my situation. This is where I am. This is where I am. This is what's happening to me. What do you want me to do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. That which you have is what God wants to multiply. That's what he wants to multiply. And for him to multiply it, you will not just believe him. Listen to what the prophet said to the woman. He said, go in your house shut the door. And I asked, why did he say she shut the door? Because when God tells you to do some crazy things, it's just you that need to do it. By the time you let people in, their conviction will convince you otherwise. Say, ah, my brother, it cannot be God. If she had let the door open and the neighbors, ah, what is this woman doing? It's like she's running mado. Oh. What are you doing? You are carrying water and pouring in the jar. There some things God will tell you to do. And he will just tell you quietly to do it. Because he knows by the time you tell another person and the person hears it, they may not even say anything. But their expression alone will just bring unbelief to you. And unbelief does not work with God. It doesn't work with God. It there are many times, you know, you, you you get in the presence of God. There is an atmosphere. Pastor gives a word about something. You receive it, you know, and then bow. There's miracle signs and wonders. But then there are other times you are the one that will engineer the miracle. There are other times you are the one that will create the atmosphere. There are other times you are the one that will provoke the anointing. Other times. Other times. Other times. So Jesus was going somewhere. In Luke chapter 8. Let's go there. Luke chapter 8. From verse 40. It says, now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him. For they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he employed him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying, and Jesus went. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment and immediately had discharge of blood ceased. Now listen, one person went to Jesus and said, man of God, man of God, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. And Jesus decided, oh, let me go and attend to this person. The other lady did not go to him. She engineered her own process. She created her own atmosphere. She provoked her own grace and anointing to flow to her. And Jesus, though he was going somewhere, somebody stopped him on the way. There are seasons of your life where God will give a word to someone for you. But there are other seasons God will expect you to provoke the anointing. God will expect you to step out in faith and hold on to the fringe of his garment without anybody knowing. Without anybody knowing. Yesterday at the prayer, during the prayer meeting, the Lord began to give me instructions on what to do for the next season. And I just realized that, Father, we've been lacking, we've been slacking. As a church, I mean, somehow I take the blame because I really don't like talking about it. I just find a way to do it myself. Or maybe I just talk to a few people and we just do it. We just I don't like talking about it. And God. And then God said to me, He said, "You need to give the people opportunity to grow. That in what I'm about to do, you don't need to hold anybody back. You don't need to hold anybody. Um, a couple of, um, couple of weeks ago." I can't remember how many weeks ago now some people called me and they said, Pastor we want to do something He said, we want to set up the office the reception area and they want to do it anonymously I said, okay, fine that's good He said, Pastor, since the day I asked you about that thing what is the plan for this place and you told me, said it's been in my heart to do it and right now we want to do it. And it was a sacrificial seed. So they went ahead to do it. A few weeks after then, I just got a message. Say, said, Pastor, we sowed, but what has opened up is a well. And was giving me the testimonies. I was like, amazing testimonies and then the other person called me to say pastor I don't know what's happening but something has broken open for me so when God was talking to me yesterday during the prayer meeting I realized that we need to create room for more I was talking to Cola, I said see what God said to me he said BJ we've been slacking Said I knew when we started, when we started church, it was just about four, or five of us, or six of us to set up this place alone, paid the rent, did everything, renovated everything. No, no headquarters ended any money. We spent six point five million. We were giving everything, giving everything. You see Kola selling cars now every week. You think it just happened like that? He said, PJ, we've been slacking. We know, we know, we know, we know how these things happened. And I realized that we need to create room for more. We've been holding on to what God has given. Pastor, I came up one day, some of you were 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 looking at her that, what does she mean? Says so she goes to shop and she doesn't look at the price. But you don't know what happened before that state she got to crazy giving that don't make sense. Sacrificial giving that doesn't make sense at all. But in the closet and then you begin to see the miracles and the signs and wonders and you wonder what's happening. God said to me give them opportunity to create room for more. He said they they are holding on to things too much. Say there is room for more. Tell someone there's room for more. Tell another person there's room for more. There's room for more. Something happened in Exodus chapter 16. From verse 13. The children of Israel were crying to God for substance. Were crying to him for, it, for food and all that. The Bible says, in the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness, a fine flick-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is this? For they had not known what it was. And Moses said to them, it is bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Listen. He said, gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over. And whoever gathered little had no luck. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said unto them, look at the instruction. Leave no, let no one leave any of it until the morning. Let no one leave any of it until the morning. But look at their stupidity. They think that the more I gather, I will keep. The more I gather. I will keep. He said, but when, but they did not listen to Moses, verse 20. Some left part of it till the morning and it bred warms and stank. When you hold on too much and you don't create room for more, the one that you're holding on to will begin to stink. It will not make sense to you. That's how you spend money. You don't know what you spent it for. Say, what did I do with this money? I don't even know. Meanwhile, God is asking you to let go of it, of the resource, but you're not. You don't know what you did with it. Say it stank. it's tank. He said, but morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could. Eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. It melted. Bible says in Ecclesiastes, he who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the cloud will not reap. There's a season upon us. And I know without a shadow of doubt, it's a season of multiplication and a season of abundance. However, God is requiring us to step into the place of sacrifice. The place of sacrifice to provoke the anointing, to determine your own space and say, God, what are, what do you want to do in this season? I want to step into it. I want to walk into it. I want to walk into it. don't just want to be a hearer. No. I want to be part of it. I want to be I don't just want to uh, let other people come and they share their testimonies and, and all that. Where is Juliet? Where? Juliet, she used to do something for me. She comes to my house. She does it for me every week i didn't ask her to do it one day i was coming from lagos and she sent me a message and sent me a voice note of about 10 minutes I said sorry sir this voice note is long but please just bear with me and listen and she began to recount Narrate. When she finished, I was in tears. The testimonies you no know testimonies with the boss brain, that you can't explain, you don't know how. And I've seen the repeated pattern. you don't know how. One of, the, one of the persons that did that office area called me and said, the person that called him for one of the jobs that he did, he said, the person said, you come highly recommended. But he doesn't know who recommended him. The same thing with Juliet. He said, Pastor, the person called me and said, you come highly recommended. Who recommended me? I don't know. Never met the person before never met the person before. said, give me your account number. I want you to do XYZ and XYZ for us in Nigeria. She thought it was scam. She sent the account number and millions. She was like, pastor, I thought it was a scam. So she's working for a company that she has not met. How do you explain it? But when God sets you up initially and tells you that look make room for more you get why you make room for more there's a reason for it so yesterday I was looking around church I said God there are a number of things we want to do supernatural is coming we need to prepare want to upgrade equipment, want to do this and then God said make room for more I said let the people give sacrificially let them give sacrificially I said God, you know this is a subject I don't like talking about, you say you are the cause you are not letting them prosper You you are the cause People have been coming to me privately. Say, Pastor, I want to do this, I want to do that. That's gyros. But he said, Now, be like the woman with the issue of blood. You provoke the anointing yourself. In this service today, God said, At least they will give a million in this service sacrificially at the very least what's one millionaire it's one person it's pastor you will just in one millionaire and that's it it's Dory saying this one million pastor don't talk about it anymore it's you saying this one million don't talk about it anymore I've not told my wife this she's not here don't tell her I've already known the sacrificial by the time I tell her she said P.G. are you sure? I know my wife when I want to do those kind of givings, I don't tell her it's afterwards I don't tell her I, say, um, um, I want to tell you something um, I've sold what did you sow? when the blessings come, she'll be the one. <laughs> she'll be the one smiling. I know too well. And more so because I've seen it on my father, Dr. K. If you are following him, he's been talking about this multiplication coming. So how will you connect to the multiplication? How? How? said, he that God fought? <sighs> Carrying precious seed. Again, rejoicing, bringing issues with him. Stand to your feet, church. I don't know about you, but nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. God's anointed provokes a miracle of multiplication a miracle of abundance in your life and if I know too well what the season is I know too well to be smart enough that whatever I think that I'm holding that is even not enough it's even not enough Take a moment, bow your head and say, God, in this season I want to connect sacrificially to what you're doing in this house. It's a sacrificial giving. David said, I won't give the Lord anything. That will not cost me something it's a sacrifice you know God if I give this it's a sacrifice but Lord I'm tired of where I am some things need to break open for me some things need to break open for me and ask the Lord what should I give sacrificially? What should be my sacrificial giving? What should be my sacrificial giving? Lift your hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. For information about Kingswood Ministries, visit us kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.